This is Radio Taiwan International. Welcome to the news on Radio Taiwan International. I'm John Van Trieste, coming to you from Taipei, Taiwan. We begin with a look at today's top stories. A bill proposed by the DPP caucus to penalize election interference has been sent directly to a second reading. A government subsidy program encouraging people to buy electric scooters is set to undergo changes next year. And Taiwanese and Japanese companies have partnered to send 1,140 tons of Taiwanese rice to Japan. But first, today's top story. A bill proposed by the DPP caucus penalizing election interference has been sent directly to a second reading. The bill was proposed after self-proclaimed Chinese spy Wang Liqiang said that he had taken part in Chinese espionage operations in Taiwan. DPP lawmakers arrived at the legislature at 6 a.m. Friday to ensure that the opposition KMT could not stage a boycott. In the end, the KMT caucus did not attempt a boycott, but instead proposed its own bill aimed at preserving the Republic of China. The Republic of China is Taiwan's official name. The KMT asked that its bill be sent to a second reading in tandem with the DPP's election interference bill. Ultimately, the KMT caucus refused to participate in the second reading of the DPP's bill. DPP caucus Secretary General Li Chun-yi says that the KMT counterbill is an attempt to cause trouble. He says the language of the bill is unclear and that the KMT's motives for proposing it are ambiguous. A government subsidy program encouraging people to buy electric scooters is set to undergo changes next year. A flat subsidy of 3,000 NT dollars for the purchase of electric scooters will come to an end. In its place, there will be a 5,000 NT dollar subsidy for those who trade their conventional scooters in for electric ones. Meanwhile, a separate 10,000 NT dollar subsidy covering the purchase of electric vehicles will remain in place, but with a condition attached. 3,000 NT dollars of this amount will only be given out to those who purchase a Taiwan-made battery. Smart Mobility Association Taiwan says that these changes will help stimulate growth in Taiwan's electric vehicle sector. Vice Economics Minister Lin Chuan-Nung says that subsidies offered over the past several years have helped to boost the share of electric scooters on the road. Taiwanese and Japanese companies have partnered to send 1,140 tons of Taiwanese rice to Japan. According to the Agriculture and Food Agency, Taiwanese rice has already reached markets such as Singapore and China. But Japan is a new market that the agency says it hopes to develop in the future. On Friday, the agency's director, Hu Zhongyi, said that the rice had to pass 608 Japanese tests for pesticides before being accepted for import. Who said Japan's decision to approve the import of the rice is another affirmation of the quality Taiwan's rice has to offer. He also described government efforts to improve the competitiveness of Taiwanese rice in recent years. The Agriculture and Food Agency says it will continue working to boost the profitability of Taiwanese rice, encourage domestic demand, and develop foreign markets such as Japan. Microsoft Taiwan held an exhibition on Friday to unveil its latest AI technology. The technology is not just novel, it's fun. 
the AI has learned traditional fortune-telling techniques and can analyze a person's personality and fortune with just a snapshot of their face. It examines the space between the eyes, the size of the nose, and the thickness of the eyebrows, just like a real fortune-teller. Another new development is the HoloLens Mixed Reality Smart Glasses. Once someone puts on the HoloLens, any image they capture will be sent remotely to a main control center. The rapid development of AI technology has enabled Microsoft Taiwan to make progress in the areas of smart living, smart manufacturing, and smart medical care. Listen! Are you listening? <laughs> this is the sound of my country. This is the sound of Taiwan. Taiwan, a small island with a whole world of sounds. What positions do Taiwan's presidential candidates hold on issues related to climate change? As far as Greenpeace is concerned, not the right ones. The group says that neither DPP incumbent Tsai Ing-wen nor her KMT challenger Han Guoyu have adequate policies or plans. Fail. That's the word Greenpeace used to sum up the climate policies of Taiwan's presidential hopefuls in a slideshow presentation Thursday. To be fair, the group didn't pass judgment on all the candidates. People First Party chairman James Song only announced his candidacy a few weeks ago, leaving Greenpeace without the time to fully analyze his platform. But in the slideshow, Greenpeace gives DPP incumbent Tsai Ing-wen a C-minus on the climate. KMT rival Han Guoyu, meanwhile, gets a D-minus. Both Tsai and Han say they believe in the importance of carbon reduction. So how did Greenpeace arrive at these scores? It sent out questionnaires to the campaigns and also looked at public statements made by the candidates before the end of October. Greenpeace focused on plans for carbon reduction, plans to ensure social justice when dealing with climate change issues, and plans to move Taiwan to green energy. Greenpeace Taiwan's energy director, Tang An, says that President Tsai's short-term plan is more complete and more feasible. Tang called on Han to release detailed plans for how he will achieve his vision of an energy transformation by 2035. Still, as far as Greenpeace is concerned, neither candidate is off the hook when it comes to climate change. It wants both Tsai and Han to come forward with more concrete energy and climate policies. John Van Trieste, RTI News. Residents of central Taiwan's Nantou County have developed disposable but sustainable plates and bowls from an abundant local resource, betel nut leaves. Betel nut is a chewable stimulant that's popular in Asia and some parts of Africa. The nuts grow on big palm-like trees that are a regular sight in Taiwan's mountains. Usually, the leaves of the betel nut trees would be swept up and tossed out, but one neighborhood in Nantou County has found a new use for these leaves. With its large banana and beetle plantations, Nantou County has no shortage of oversized leaves. In the past, these leaves were left to decompose in the ground. But now, people in one neighborhood here are cutting the leaves and turning them into plates and bowls with the help of hydraulic presses. Each leaf only needs to be pressed for 8 minutes to form a bowl or plate. Local Yang Zhenlian says that this disposable but eco-friendly dishware has caught the attention of an Italian company. These sustainable plates and bowls may spell a better quality of life for this rural corner of Taiwan. Leslie Liao, RTI News. 
After 14 years on the air, a children's television program produced by the Education Ministry and Public Television is still getting rave reviews. The show is now getting ready for the start of a new season. One new episode of a popular Taiwanese children's program shows a group of children from Taipei's Dongmen Elementary School performing ballroom dance. The kids say they gained confidence after learning the dance style. Another episode shows a rock band made up of students from New Taipei's Mudan Elementary School performing a medley of cartoon theme songs. The children get a hands-on introduction to music, learning everything from the violin to the electric guitar. Both episodes are about to air as part of this show's newest season, the 14th season to date. The Education Ministry says the program is meant to give kids confidence and help them relate to their communities through extracurricular activities. Shirley Lin, RTI News. Thanks for joining me for the news. I'm John Van Trieste. Stay tuned for another 50 minutes of English language features brought to you by Radio Taiwan International.